deciding who wins the game on this call. Without further ado, the call on the field stands. Touchdown. After review, it has been determined that the receiver did not maintain. Quarterback's arm is going forward. That's the worst call in the history of all sports. Welcome to another bad call where the refs aren't the only ones who get it wrong. I'm your host, Justin West, and my sidekick here is a man who's never seen a ref make a call that he's agreed with. And Northwest Indiana's own perspective, Chubby's man model, JD. What's going on, brother? How are we doing? Uh, chubby as ever. I love it. <laughs> this guy. You gotta you gotta look us up on some social media. JD yeah. puts himself in the running to become a male model for Chubby's shorts, and nothing could be more fitting. Well, okay. Saying I've put myself in the running is overselling it because I'm nowhere near <laughs> Uh, and tops and votes, but if if our uh, twelve listeners want to help it, help me get there, I was gonna say so. Our tens of followers need to go out and vote for JD the Chicago way multiple times. Yeah, man, multiple times and daily, and share it and pass it along to your tens of friends and hundreds of friends, and maybe we can get this thing going viral because you know nothing would be. More another bad call than yeah. JD as a model. Yeah, you you want to talk about your stereotypical dad bod, straight up modeling. Uh, I, I'm I'm pale, I'm hefty. You know, I I guess I have a personality to go with it. You know, you get big, you got to get funny. I I I I love it. So <laughs> I, I think I think you should just keep keep going for it. it it's a great thing. Uh, so. It's been it's been a few weeks here since we've uh, hit these done, uh, internet waves and uh, talked some football, but there is plenty of football action that has occurred and is coming up. Uh, before we get to that, uh, I know we've both been kind of on the health kick and trying to be good, but I did crack a beer tonight. Oh, good for you, buddy. Uh, windmill you Brewing drinking? Liquid Cuddles. Oh. Yeah. Fluffy. It's, it, it's it's described as a fluffy pale ale with lactose. And it's got a, it's a nice, easy drinker. But like, it, like most things that Windmill puts out, it's, it's rather tasty. I like the name. That's, that's nice. I don't know how I feel about lactose in my beers, though. Yeah, well, there, there's a lot of uh, a lot of beers that are getting that action right now. So I know, and lactose intolerant people everywhere that like to drink are just so angry. Ah, well. <laughs> what are you gonna say? Yeah. Have you had anything good to drink lately? Uh, n- no. I, I'm drinking some iced tea today, the like a 
tons of people around this area with these 20 degree temperature shifts i'm battling some sinus stuff so oh yeah trying trying not to do too much that's gonna make it worse yeah i haven't been drinking hardly anywhere near my typical pace uh still still hitting the gym still eating right and uh not having fun in life so let's talk some football because that is (laughs) but you're feeling better right? i'm feeling (laughs) loads better which is the important thing so we're going to keep on this trajectory um that being said we are a mere from this recording 45 and a half hours away from the arizona cardinals taking another quarterback for the second year in a row at the top of the draft. Yeah, man. How how messed up is it going to be, though, if they pass? Well, it certainly would be the George R. R. Martin uh, curveball there if they don't pick Kyler Murray because they hired the coach who's been wanting to pair up with this quarterback for a long time. The guy they moved up to get last year, you know, crashed and burned. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he, he crashed and burned. They didn't put him in a position to win, but... I, I was going to say, the plane was already going down when they put him in the cockpit. Well, you know, you, you put him behind a Boeing, and what are you going to get? Hey, baby. <laughs> so, anyway, they, they've got the coach. This podcast brought to you in part by Boeing. Oh, man. <laughs> so, Cliff Kingsbury, he, he's a Kyler Murray fan. I, I, I don't, I think that it would be probably the shocker of the draft if they don't pick him. So, would you be more shocked if they don't pick him or if they pick him and still don't trade Rosen? I think that they're going to pick him and trade Rosen. Rosen's going to end up at like Miami or Washington, something like that. Just that's just my my spin on it. So we'll see. But I, I'm still still calling for the Giants. The Giants. Well, that that'll be interesting. But uh, you and I have both picked out a handful of players. In this draft, not necessarily guys that we expect to uh, be picked in the first round, though many of these guys likely will, but just guys who kind of intrigue us from a fantasy perspective. We are a fantasy football podcast, and we like to talk about DraftKings and what kind of players can score points. So we're not going to talk about your Nick Bosa's and we're not going to talk about any number of the other linebackers or, or ends that are plentiful in this draft. Uh, But we're going to, we're going to talk about a few skill position player guys. Uh, So, and, and these are in no particular order, but, I'm going to talk first about the guy on my list that is likely to be the highest picked. And that's the other quarterback who I think is going to be the best quarterback out of this class. And that's Dwayne Haskins. 
All right, show your work because I'm curious. Ohio State <laughs> quarterback, 50 touchdowns in 2018, 70% completion percentage. This guy is a prototypical pocket passer. He's not what we've seen um, as the trendy uh, mobile quarterback, but he's he's got the chops and and he's been in a big time program so he's he's knows what it's like to play at a high level and i just think that his accuracy uh is what and, and his his uh acumen and head smarts is what's going to make him the best quarterback prospect in this draft and i've Got him pegged for the Giants. Yeah, a lot of people do. Um, you know, I, I like Haskins. Uh, he's got all the potential there. Uh, I will put this caveat out to everything that I'm I'm about to say with regards to all the prospects we're talking about. Um, I think this year, more than in recent years, scheme of where these players land up or you know end up is way more important than it has been uh, because we just don't have those freak athletes like we've had going to you know we've had some running backs and some receivers and some quarterbacks that wherever they go they're just going to be good I don't see that this year um I even questioned Kyler Murray outside of you know in the wrong scheme so uh Scheme is going to play a big role for me on where these people, you know, where they end up and how I like them. Uh, I have concerns that if you put Haskins in a a system where he's got to make a lot of reads really fast, that he'll struggle. If you can get him into those, uh, you know, one two quick quick outs, I think he'll he'll be really successful. Yeah, it remains to be seen, but. I see the Giants, and and they've been uh, living for decades under Eli Manning, and he's he, <laughs> decades. He's a typical <laughs> drop back Just... quarterback. Now, I, unfortunately for Haskins, if he does end up there, they got rid of their best uh, receiver, obviously, with OJ uh, Beckham gone, and. Uh, you know, yeah, they it, still do you, have Saquon Barkley, so he's got a nice outlet. Barkley is an excellent pass catcher and playmaker, which what better than to take the pressure off of a young quarterback? So Yeah, I mean, you still have talent around him there. You you mentioned Saquon obviously, who your offense really should go through. You have Sterling Shepard who's who's going to probably play a little bit more outside this year who you know he did that when obj went down before uh you have golden tate there now you have evan ingram you know there's weapons there so that you don't have to make a lot of deep throws or um you know a lot of stand in that pocket for a really long time which is good because that line's just not gonna do it i don't it'll be an interesting interesting fit you know i disagree because i still think the giants are gonna trade to get rosen uh so (laughs) well i'll tell you what it, that wouldn't surprise me either because the Giants are just uh, one bad move after another here in the last few years. So, uh, 
I actually, I, I, it would be a lot more exciting for them to get Haskins to me, but we shall see. Uh, by the way, uh, Haskins rated by PFF as their number 10 overall prospect for the draft. So um, why don't you go ahead and tell us uh, the first guy you want to talk about, J.D.? Well, so as I mentioned, you know, these are big scheme guys, and I'm looking this more from a how are they going to benefit me in the long term for my fantasy squads. Uh, I'm looking at Daniel Jones coming out of Duke. Uh, he's a he's a big guy at 6'5", 220. Uh, ran a decent 40 at a 481. Uh, I'm really intrigued by that type of build in a quarterback at this point because uh, we're starting to see a little bit more shift, you know, with the uh, Mahomes type and Mayfield and now Kyler where, you know, get these smaller athletic guys in. And, I mean, even, you know, Russell Wilson. Uh, I still think there's a spot for this. And I think Daniel Jones could sneak up into that, uh, I'll say like top 20, top 20 this year. Interesting. It's not a name that I've heard is, you know, even the third quarterback taken. So, yeah, I'm I'm looking at like a team like the Redskins who are who are picking at 15 right now. That if they don't end up trading, you know, for the the Josh Rosen, which they've been they've been linked to, or um, you know, even the Dolphins, uh, you know, we're looking at he's he's probably you know the the fourth or fifth quarterback. Uh, yeah, I mean maybe maybe a team like New England decides to try to find the heir apparent to Tom Brady. Yeah. And there's that too, you know, you're talking about a shift in system there, but I, you know, I would suspect, but I suspect that the Patriots are going to be doing quite a bit of a shift this year with Gronk out. Speaking of which is something we did not talk about is that Gronk has retired <laughs> and dented a Super Bowl trophy while he was I, at it. I heard he bought the Minnesota Vikings party boat or something like that. I don't yeah. Know. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, you know, I, I don't have a lot of stats to back any, you know, any of these guys up that, uh, because as I mentioned, I don't worry too much about where these guys go this year until I see where they're landing. Um, because I think it's going to dictate so much of how they, their success level more so than it has in the past. But, uh, I, I would not be super surprised to see him go, uh, at, uh, 15 to like the Redskins. Or even if the if the Giants pass at six on a QB, uh, and he's sitting there at seventeen. Interesting. Well, um, let's go ahead and move on. My next guy is a wide receiver, uh, Marquise Brown out of Oklahoma. Uh, he is this draft's uh, Tyree Kill light. He's only five nine, but this guy's got. Some elite speed, uh, maybe not quite as fast as as Hill, but you know I don't think there is another football player on this planet who's that fast. Uh, he's uh, he's kind of been battling a little bit of a foot injury, so so we don't have a lot of uh, measurables from the combine or anything like that. But over the last two years, he 
he averaged a respective uh, 19.2 and 17.6 yards per catch. Um, and this this is guy is is really a, a burner. Now, my initial thought was Pittsburgh could really use a playmaker like this. <laughs> but then as I started doing a little research, it seems that this guy is like a cousin of Antonio Brown, <laughs> which I think we can all say would probably eliminate him from the Pittsburgh Steelers draft board. How funny would it be, though, if they just replaced him <laughs> with his cousin? Oh, man. It, it, <laughs> it sure would be. I mean, he played with Baker Mayfield at uh, Oklahoma he had uh, last season. He played with Mayfield. He had almost eleven hundred yards and seven touchdowns, and then he followed that up uh, with thirteen hundred yards and ten touchdowns. So he he's just uh, he didn't do much in the Big Twelve championship game because he had a he had a foot injury, which you know is why he's. Uh, He's kind of not got the uh, measurables out there for us right now, but uh, the guy's not big. Like I said, he's five nine, like one hundred and sixty some pounds. Uh, but but he's he's an exciting player. Yeah, anytime you have a guy that that's you know that's that quick, uh, it's scary, especially in today's NFL where. The smaller receiver is really starting to make a, a another comeback uh, with the passing attack being what it is and offenses being so quick that uh, having those smaller, fast receivers really pays off. His, his speed's undeniable. Uh, I'm trying to think of a, a good team that I could see him really fall into i mean do you expect him in the first round he's kind of he's pff rates him as their number 31 overall prospect he's you know there there's there's like a a trio of receivers that uh are getting mentioned in the first round and and he's probably in the the later stages you know what this guy actually screams uh Oakland Raiders to me, but well, hell, they got three picks in the first round. <laughs> I know it's it's kind of uh, anticlimactic to to predict anybody to the Raiders because they have half the picks. But uh, maybe uh, like Seattle or you know they've got two picks now. Yeah, so I was actually just looking at the draft order and looking at Green Bay sitting there with the thirtieth and with Lafleur's. Uh, offense with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, I would not be super shocked to see them do that. I'm not sure it's the best play for them, but anything that hurts their development in our division is fine by me. So, so here's uh, Scott Barrett um, at Scott Barrett DFB uh, tweeted uh, last week, a chart of which positions uh, each team you know, the, the top teams for each positions that they had players in for visits ahead of the draft. And wide receiver 
the the teams that look most likely to select um, a wide receiver in this draft are Washington, San Francisco, Oakland, Buffalo, and New England. So um, I kind of got a different guy in mind for New England, but uh, and and I'll talk about him in a, in a little bit. But really, I could see him going. He's not going to go to San Francisco at the top of the first round there, but if he were to fall out of the first round, their second round, San Francisco might get a real steal. All right. Yeah, he's he's one of those players, again, that your options with him, if he can handle the NFL pace and uh, picking up the playbook, he could be really dangerous, but there's, you know, there's always that question mark. So. Absolutely. So why don't you uh, tell us who you're looking at next? So I'm going to go with the easy one here because I've been saying it now uh, for a while. I said it on our last podcast and I mentioned it earlier that I still say the giants are, are trading to get Rosen so that at six or if they, if it falls that far at 17 that uh, your boy, well, not necessarily your boy, uh, but DK Metcalf. Uh, This guy was intriguing before the combine. uh, And then he came in the combine and he had a monster combine with except, you know, the exception of the agility, which is a little concerning. Uh, But if you put him in, with the Giants where uh, you don't need him to really be doing a whole lot of uh, complicated route running. Uh, You let Golden Tate and Sterling Shepard and uh, Saquon Barkley be the distraction and you just like run, break off all your press coverage. Uh, I think he could have a lot of success there. So that's my guy. I'm sticking by my prediction. Uh, So come – Friday when none of it happens you'll see all the tweets from Justin saying my brother's an idiot (laughs) well you don't even have to wait till Friday for that but look uh, this guy he won the combine right I mean every year somebody comes through the combine and blows it up and wins the combine I'm just not sure I got nothing against this guy he's a freaking beast He, he looks like he could be playing defensive end but he obviously has the speed and and athleticism for that receiver position Uh, i'm sure he's going to be great he just wasn't a guy i was targeting i'm i know there's questions about will he be the first receiver picked Uh, i'm sure i don't think i don't think there's any chance in hell that the giants pick him with their first pick I could see the second pick if if he gets down to him. I don't, I don't think he will. I think he'll probably fall somewhere, like maybe maybe the Packers grab him at twelve, or um, you know, or or I I think if he's still there, he doesn't get past the Redskins because they need certainly need a playmaker like that, but. Yeah, they may also need a quarterback, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We'll see. I'm not sure. 
Well, I'm not sure the go. value's there. I, I could see them waiting on a quarterback. But um, let's put this one out there just as a scary thought. What if he ends up in Atlanta and now you're no dealing way. with no way. Julio, Ridley, Sanu? Yeah, I, I don't think I, – I would place a lot of money that uh, that, that doesn't happen. They, oh, I'm I'm not saying it will. I'm just playing a how scary would that be trying to cover all of that. Oh, for sure, for sure. And by the way, you have to account for Devontae Freeman in the backfield. Yeah. yeah. Well <laughs> anyway. I don't think there's anything to worry about there. So next up for me, I'm gonna kinda cheat here. Uh, I'm gonna pair two guys together because it's uh it's pretty rare that you have two guys at the same position in a draft that have uh, like first round potential. And I'm that's these two Iowa tight ends, TJ Hawkinson and Noah Fant. Now Hawkinson is the guy that's really grabbing the attention as, as like a top 10 uh, potential pick he's 6'5 he catches everything he only had one drop the entire season um he he's 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 a beast you know so i know a lot of people have been picking uh saying jacksonville might grab him to give uh nick Foles a weapon but uh i myself am am a little bit more intrigued by his teammate noah fant who ran a four five forty, and it's got a forty inch vertical. Uh, this guy he started off slow, but he's six four, absolute athletic freak, uh, and and seems like the kind of guy that could be, you know, your next, you know, in line at like a like a Kelsey prototype. So. Yeah, so the interesting thing about these two guys is they're basically the same body build when you're looking at their height and weight. I mean, there's like a two-pound difference between them. Uh, Fant's got a little bit bigger, a little bit bigger hands. His arms a little bit longer. And and Fant's not the blocker, but he put up better bench. Uh, and again, and I, you know, I don't want to be the broken record, but you know, both these guys are set up to be huge if they're put in the right role. Like you can't bring Fant into say uh, Baltimore and expect him just to be blocking for Lamar Jackson and Mark Ingram. You know, he's going to be a he's going to be a dud at that point in time. Uh, I, you know, you mentioned Hawkinson going to someplace like Jacksonville, but I actually think going the other way, going into Font would, or Fant, however, I'm not really sure. Is it Fant or Font? I, I don't know how to say it, but. So we'll say Noah. Uh, <laughs> I was just saying that that's what a lot of the um, draft experts and uh, analysts have, have really been putting out there is Hawkinson at seven to Jacksonville. So, um, I, he's, he certainly got, I, you know, w- with those hands 50 out of, you know, 50 catches, you know, only one drop all season, 
and and he and he's a beast of a blocker. So he's he's just about what anybody could uh, ask for at a tight end position. He's a plug and play guy. He'll be a starter right away. So I, but I, I like the athleticism of Fant here. So it, it'd be interesting. I think it's pretty cool that, that two guys from the same team could be drafted at tight end in the first round when you don't even usually think of tight end as like a first round type of position. Yeah, it's it's kind of crazy, um, <laughs> especially when you you know you are talking about two guys who play the same position from the same team. Uh, I'm not a historian here, so I I don't know that that's ever happened. Uh, I think at least not I think, at that I think we can go back to like '94, '93, or, or something when Illinois had two linebackers drafted in the first round. Uh, yeah, fighting Illinois. But uh, the, that's about the last time they had anything exciting happen in the NFL <laughs> draft. So, uh, well, what, what are you looking at next? Uh, I'm going to go down to uh, what should be about the next ranked tight end in Irv Smith Jr. out of Alabama. A uh, little bit smaller than uh, Font and Hawkinson, uh, two inches, some pounds. Uh, Still fast, still strong. Uh, and part of this has to do because he, he, he played for Alabama, so he, he played in a pro-ready offense. Uh, you know he can block. Uh, he, he ended up being a mismatch uh, for them a lot of times uh, in the passing game. So I, you give me somebody that he may be a little bit undersized, so I, I have some concerns about blocking at the NFL level. Uh, but he he has the speed and he has the uh, experience in, uh, like I said, a pro-ready offense that I think he could be really good for a team. I don't expect him to go in the first, uh, but maybe in the uh, mid-second round, I think he could find himself in a in a good spot. Hey, interesting. You know, tight end really in terms of fantasy has become a premium position for if you could find a guy that that gives you value from a pricing and production standpoint that are hard to find because after guys like Kelsey and George Kittle and um, Zach Ertz you're, you're really not seeing a lot so if you can target a rookie who can give some production in the offense and especially early in the fantasy season come in at near min pricing it it would be uh really advantageous uh when you're building your lineups so i i will put him uh an interesting fit for him would be the bills in the second round okay cool well, this this next guy that I'm going to talk about is probably my favorite wide receiver prospect that I've uh, researched in this draft, and that is, and I'm going to butcher his name, but I think it, it's J.J. Arkega Whiteside. 
and this guy uh, out of Stanford, he's he's the uh, Pro Football Focus ranks him as their number twenty three prospect in this draft, and this guy just goes up and demands the ball, and he he gets it most of the time. He had an NCAA leading nineteen contested catches. Uh, which was almost double what the number two guy is. Six foot two, 225. Um, he's not like a super burner, but he's got that athleticism and he's, he's got the awareness of when and where and how to use his body when going up to get the ball. Uh, this this guy super intriguing and and I I kind of wrote down uh, the Patriots as as a great place for this guy to land. They're going to be looking to replace that kind of dominant uh, receiver production of Gronk, and what better than than a guy who who can go up and and win the jump ball when you already got guys like Edelman who can play the underneath and whatnot. So real quick, since you brought up the Patriots and receiver, uh, I still think that they are going to adjust their offense uh, to be a little bit more run heavy, uh, whereas they've leaned a little bit on that slot and that tight end spot. So I think they're going to lean a little bit run heavy. So uh, maybe not need that as much, especially since they, you know, they just brought in Demarius Thomas, you know, and they've got uh, Safarian Jenkins now at tight end too. It'd be an interesting fit. Uh, like you said, anytime you've got a big guy that can go up and get a ball or a high point of ball, as I like to say, uh, that's always helpful. Um, that's the type of guy that I would love to see the Bears grab. <laughs> yeah, this guy's not going to be around when the Bears are, are picking. And uh, yeah, I think the, I, I know they've got a few other needs besides the receiver position, but um, it it's definitely a guy who, who I'm pretty high on, and I. I can't wait to see what he can do fantasy wise. Yeah, he'll be an interesting one. I I like I like the guys that can do contested balls. Uh, it's becoming more and more important when you're talking about fitting uh, passes into tight windows and whatnot in this new passing league. So I saw that uh, there was a comparison to he's a poor man's Mike Evans, yeah. which is an yeah, which is that, an interesting comparison. I was going to say, I saw Evans, I saw A.J. Green as as a comparison. So if he could come out and be one of those guys, which really I, I'd place them in the, you know, the bottom half of the of the top ten receivers in the league, uh, that, that's, that's a nice place to live in. Yeah, that's, that'd be a good spot, especially when you're talking about a you know a guy that's projected to be somewhere in the second or third round. For sure, for sure. So, um, who who you got up next? I, I will follow suit with you again and and stay receiver. And I'm looking at Miles Boykin out of Notre Dame. Six three two twenty. 
uh, ran a four four two forty, and his agility score not terrible. We'll, we'll just we'll just say not terrible. Uh, you know, not lighting anybody on fire. Uh, but he's one of those mismatch receivers where he's got the the size. Guy's got a 43-and-a-half-inch vertical. So you're 6'3", 220, and you can jump out the, you know, out the stadium. Again, it puts you in that position where you can go up and get those balls, and, you know, you've got the size to wrestle it away if you, if you need to. Uh, and he's going to have to because uh, – with the agility score, I don't think he's going to be getting a lot of separation. He's going to be a lot like um, Amari Cooper with the Raiders <laughs> pre-trade. Okay. Uh, had him had himself a decent year uh, last year, eight touchdowns. So that's not that's not bad in a Big Ten who uh, doesn't really. Uh go big on offense like some of the SEC teams but I I I I he is an intriguing guy it'll be interesting to see where where he could land uh, Michigan State has a knack for putting guys in the NFL that you haven't really heard of yeah he's a, he's a golden domer though Oh, did I st- golden? Yeah, right. I'm sorry. I... Yeah, I mean, it, I mean, just looking at the, uh, like I said, he's six three, he's two twenty. He ran a four four two forty. He's got a forty three and a half inch vertical, and he did an eleven eight broad. Okay. So the guy, the guy's, he's a beast. Oh yeah, I'm looking at the wrong page here. Sorry. Yeah, uh, you're good. He, you know, these are these are pretty good numbers. Oh Especially yeah. when you're that size. Um, you know, he just, it just looks like he doesn't have enough college production, which is a little, little concerning. But that's not when you're a receiver. That's not always on you. So, uh, you know, if your QB just can't get you the ball, there's not a whole lot you can do about it. So, uh, he'll he'll be an interesting one. I I would expect him late second, early third. Okay. Okay. All right, so this next guy is my favorite uh, prospect in the draft. I've been eyeing him for a couple of months now. And, you know, we here on this podcast are Bears fans, so I've been looking for the next guy up at the running back position. And uh, Daryl Henderson out of Memphis is just electric. This guy is a home run hitter. He had 27 runs this last season of 20 yards or more, which uh, just is incredible. <laughs> he Over his last 344 attempts, he averaged 8.9 yards per carry. He's not, he's not a big guy. He's, 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 he's 5'8", 208. Um, so, I mean, at, at that height you know he's got he's not slight of build or anything he ran a like a four four nine uh put put up uh, 22 reps on the bench uh, this this guy is is exciting i'd like i'd really love to see him paired with uh Tariq cohen in that backfield i think they make for 
a real nice one-two punch. Did you just try to like get me ticked off and sad when we do these podcasts or what? Like, <laughs> you're just opening a wound, man. I'm trying so hard to put that behind me. <laughs> I know you still have your Jordan Howard uh, pop star poster on the wall. And... It's a fat head, dude. Get with the times. Whatever. <laughs> Yeah, you think he's going to be sitting there at three in the third round? I don't know. That that's kind of what the the uh, draft grades uh, where he's been put. Pro Football Focus has him ranked as a hundred and nineteen uh, prospect. Now, now when when you're looking at what team needs are and everything, that Scott Barrett tweet that I mentioned earlier. Um, the Bears brought in 16 different running backs. So you know that's a position that they're looking to address. They're, that was uh, tied for the top with the New York Jets. So, um, and, and the next closest team was the Chiefs with 10, 10 visitors. Uh, I mean, aside from the kicking position, the Bears' number one need is is got to be running back at this point. So uh, Mike Davis is not the answer. Yeah. yeah, I'm not going to go back down that road again (laughs) because I think I've said just about everything I need to and probably shouldn't have said on that that subject matter. (laughs) And and I don't think that they think he is the answer there. So that's why... If they don't pick a running back with their their third or fourth round pick, I, I'd be shocked. So it's funny you mentioned that because Pace, uh, there was an interview with Pace that came out today uh, about them not feeling like they need a running back and that they don't have any glaring needs at this point and that they feel they have the answers to every positions on their roster right now. With uh, Cohen, Davis, Ryan Nall, and Cordell Patterson. Sure. Okay. No. I. They, you know they're not gonna. Teams are getting ready. The draft is only days away. They're not gonna show their hand. So, here's what I'm gonna say about that. I will not be surprised in the least if they don't go for a running back until the fifth round. It's possible, but if this guy is there, I think I think you got to take him. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, can you get past the the Bears' love and pick a team that might need him before them? Um, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I picked my guy. <laughs> I almost did a spit take all over my microphone. <laughs> I picked a guy that I was targeting for my team. That should be around in that range. So, no, I, I mean, yeah, somebody else could pick him very well, but there's like four or five other guys that are, have higher draft grades or whatever. Uh, I know a lot of teams are afraid to pick uh, running backs, but the, the, that third, fourth, and fifth round is where you get a lot of guys that are, you know, successful now you you don't have the saquon barkley in this draft 
So, or the Ezekiel Elliott. So, yeah, you're, you're going to be looking for a guy you can get in the middle rounds. Is Are the chances likely that he's there for their pick? Eh, pro, I, it's, it's hard to say anybody's likely, especially when you're looking all the way to the third round. So... Uh, it's just it's just a guy that I I'm the most excited about. Um, follow up question for you: Will you still be awake when the Bears finally get a pick on Friday? Uh, maybe I might be at the gym. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, time, I don't know what time the gym closes Friday night. Oh, that's funny. All right. Well, as I've done all night. Uh, just because uh, it makes for an easier segue. I'm going to stick with position for you. And I'm going to go with a guy that I think would be really interesting in Damian Harris out of Alabama. Uh, So he hasn't, as with most Alabama backs, uh, he shares time. So your wear and tear is limited which is nice when you're going into, uh, you know, you're talking about an NFL running back. You, you don't want them as beat up as, as possible. Uh, 5'10", 216, so he's, he's got decent, uh, decent size. Ran a 4'5", 7", which is, you know, decent. It's not anything to write home about. Uh, the guy averaged 5.8 yards per carry in 2018 and had nine touchdowns while sharing time. He's a he's a type of guy that, for me, from my my Bears fandom and the what the hell did we do at running back, uh, he's the guy that could come in and, and and help us out there. So that's where I'm looking, uh, and he's he's projected in the round two or three, so it'd be a you know kind of be shocked if he gets there. Uh, the comparison that he gets is Doug Martin. Well, that, for the Bears. Interesting. I yeah, I don't think he'll be there when the Bears pick. Uh, he's not. He's definitely not a bad prospect. Uh, like I said, he shared time, and he's he's a senior. He made it to a senior year with Alabama, so he's not one of the. Uh, golden uh blue chippers or or anything that that's josh jacobs this year um in this from alabama it it's hard to judge with alabama running backs they they always have the best offensive line in the ncaa so i'm i'm always it's not that these guys aren't really good prospects for the NFL, but obviously they, they get the cream of the crop there. It's just, I, I, I think it's hard to project production um, from Alabama into the NFL. If, I don't know if you understand what I'm getting at, but no, I, yeah, I totally do. It's kind of the same thing uh, for me uh, last year when you were talking um who was it? Chubb and Michelle, right? They were both coming out of uh, Georgia. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, you, you have these these two really good backs. And that, to me, is where sometimes I just kind of throw numbers out and I look at the eye test. Uh, 
And uh, that's where, you know, obviously Josh Jacobs is going to be gone. Uh, he's just not going to be there. Uh, but I like the way Harris runs. And uh, again, the bear side of me that thinks we need a solution at running back. Uh, if he's there at three, I'm not going to say that I'd rather take him over uh, Henderson uh, because I honestly haven't done the comparisons back and forth uh, and I haven't watched enough tape on either one of them. And that'd just be a dumb thing for me to say without having done the research, but uh, I would not be upset with it. I will, however, say this, that I don't think there's any way the bears take a running back at three. Uh, I mean, that's probably a safe, safe uh, guess, if you will, or projection. Uh, I'm just, to me, that's that's the position they. uh, I don't know even if I want to say it's the one they need the most because, I, I'm not, you know, in complete disagreement with Pace on the fact that they do set up pretty well everywhere and so they should just take the best player available unless it's a quarterback <clears throat> I mean you are you've got your eggs in that basket so yeah uh, um the, you know I, I I wouldn't spend the draft capital on a quarterback uh you, you <laughs> you're you're or or probably even a defensive end unless the right guy's there but um you you've you've spent your draft capital on on players at those positions. You need to use this year's draft capital somewhere else. Yeah, I mean you you've pretty much traded away all the draft picks for Mac, Trubisky, and Anthony Miller at this point. Which you know what? I, I'm I'm not I'm not gonna argue with, really. I, the only one and I know the I know the one you'll argue with for sure is uh trubisky well yeah it was an unneeded trade and, and i can't yeah yes i i i scratched my head when it happened but but we're we're already here that's that's in the past we can't do anything about that so what we do do Correct. is spend our, huh. our draft capital um where it will help the team the most uh, i i mean i mean they made the decision on the running back so i think that's the position they need to address yeah i was a little disappointed um that they didn't go after tj yeldon a little bit because i thought he actually would have been that good mix between your howard and cohen um you know but instead the bills get yet another running back they're starting to look like san francisco up there um i would if if the best player there is an offensive lineman or a uh corner I would suspect that they go that route. Not yeah, that you you could never have enough offensive linemen, so not really much you could argue against there. Um, so, but I will tell you, in the third or fourth, uh, hopefully in the third or fourth they get a, get their running back. But in the uh, at least by the fifth round, I think they need to get themselves a ball carrier or, or even more poignant, a ball catcher out of the backfield, because that's what this offense is designed around. Agreed. 
So, with that being said, uh, the the draft, uh, we love your comments uh, on our opinions here, or, or even uh, if, if you've got some guys that you like. Um, just one little note coming up this weekend, the NFL is doing this whole 100-year thing, and locally to us, uh, the city of Hammond, Indiana, is one of the original um, teams in the NFL, and they're they're hosting a little draft event. Uh, I'm gonna be making my way over to. Uh, they're gonna be announcing some of the draft picks there. Uh, Mayor of Hammond, Tom McDermott, uh, be be making some picks. Uh, interesting little fact: uh, George Hallis first. First played for the Hammond team before he um, became a part of the Decatur Staley's. So, kind of kind of cool. Yeah. The, the Hammond Pros, I believe, is what they were called. So, a little a little trivia there for yeah, you. Very nice. Yeah. So I'll be heading over there. Uh, check that out. See see uh, what kind of cool stuff they have. Um, definitely be. Uh, tweeting and uh, giving some opinions on on the things that do go down this weekend. It, it's a pretty pretty fun weekend. I, I've I I enjoy that they've spread it out over a few days rather than try to cram it all into one. Um, and it's always fun to see uh, what players your team gets or what what kind of moves they can make. So. Yeah, a little, little less exciting uh, for us Bears fans for uh, day one, but for those of us that are just football fans, man, this this is the uh, the start, if you will, to the new NFL season well, for us. Look, so. Khalil Max, our first-round pick uh, this year and next year, so I'm good with that. Yeah, I, I can't argue with that point. So, Well, J.D., why don't you tell people where they can find you on the uh, social media outlets? Yeah, find me in the usual spots at JDWest22 on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, as Justin said, you know, if if you want to get into conversation about draft picks or NFL, I'll I'll do it, man. Uh, I'll argue with you all day. Why not? Awesome. Yeah, and uh, go go vote. Make me a make me a chubby man model. Uh, you're already a chubby man model. <laughs> hey, uh, hey man uh you can find me on twitter at justin m west where you'll find me giving my hot spike ball takes and uh <laughs> instagram jmw 1977 uh email us uh, at another uh find find us on twitter facebook and instagram another bad call for jd i'm justin keep on listening so we can help you avoid making another bad call